Welcome to Wander Mode, a podcast that wanders through topics such as entrepreneurship, traveling, and mamahood. As a teacher turned entrepreneur and a mama to one, I am sharing my tips and tricks to maintain harmony in a multifaceted life. Let's wander. My reflection this week on my interview with Veronica Stratton actually came to me pretty quickly. In my discussion with her about a plant-based lifestyle, she commented that this lifestyle isn't all or nothing, that it really is about what you do most of the time that matters. And it got me thinking about how often in life I tend to live in this all or nothing mindset. I am either exercising consistently or I'm taking a three-year hiatus. I am either really good about getting to bed at a decent hour or I am going to bed way too late. I am either working the hours that I should be in order to maintain work-life harmony or I am overcommitted and stressed. Why is it that the teeter-totter of life never seems to just hold in the middle. And I pondered this last week, is it even possible for me to find a way to not experience the rises and the drops, to not experience that all or nothing? And I think that I know my answer, but I'm going to share a few examples of my teeter-totter life lately and see if any of these resonate with you. I promise I will answer that question at the end. If you listened to the episode in which I shared my goals, you would know that I set two this year. One, to regain the strength that I felt pre-pregnancy three years ago, and the other to shift my mindset from what I haven't done to what I have accomplished. So the first example is about my strength goal. The strength goal came about because I virtually took the last three years off from exercising my body. And the teeter-totter dropped me on my butt and made it very evident on a hike with my kiddo that I had zero strength and I was struggling to keep up with what she was doing. Cue the big wake-up call. So I invested in arming myself with some tools this year to learn about fitness and strength and nutrition. At 40, As of today, I am 30 days into this goal and going strong. And if 19 days is a typical quitting period for most people after they start a goal, then technically I should have dropped it by now, but I haven't. And I promise that I will continue to check back in with you in the future and I will be 100% honest about where it is that I'm at. But I attribute the maintenance of this goal this year to a change that I have never made. And that was based on what I learned from Amy Olson and subsequently Mel Robbins. And that was to always come back to your values, your why. Now, obviously, I live many aspects of my life by my values, but I've never aligned my goals to my values. And now, anytime I don't feel like exercising, I think, Julie, why do you need to do this? And when I say to myself, it's because I want to be strong to keep up with my girl, I do it. That is all the motivation I have needed this year. 
With this example, I am staying level for now and living life in the middle rather than in the all or nothing. The second example is based on my second goal, which was to shift my mindset to what I am doing versus what I haven't done. This one is still really tough for me, but I am finding that it is becoming more automatic to think this way and fight the negative self-evaluations. A big test of this for me was late last week. Hubby was out of town for the weekend, and on Thursday night, my daughter came down with the stomach flu. I had such a big to-do list for myself for Friday while she was at daycare, and I had the same big to-do list for myself when she was going to nap on Saturday and Sunday. And that darn stomach flu that involved getting sick every hour for 12 hours had a way of tossing those plans straight out the window. So Friday morning, running on absolutely no sleep, and then working through an issue that one of our Airbnbs had during her nap, I had to take a real deep breath and first be super grateful for some supportive friends who took our dog and brought bananas that would sit okay on the kiddo's stomach. Then I had to shift my mindset to focus on what I did do. And this is how it went for me. Instead of Ugh, Julie, you didn't make any progress on the online course today. It was, Julie, you pulled an all-nighter, which it's been a hot second since I've done one of those, and you took care of a kiddo that needed you. Instead of, ugh, I didn't post to social media. It was, Julie, you played hours of Monopoly Junior and puzzles Friday morning through Saturday because your kiddo needed downtime to recover. And you know what? I ended up loving every single minute of that time. I wish that I didn't gain that time with her because she got sick. But really, rarely anymore do we have that much time in our days to just be for hours and hours. And I really think that because I am working on shifting that mindset, it is why I ended up loving that time. I didn't let the negativity hang over me all day long and then cloud what was happening right in front of me. So again, this goal is tied back to my values, my value of being a lifelong learner and finding the lessons and things that are happening around me. And with this particular example, I was able to find the lesson of needing to slow down. In full transparency, this second example is not as level for me as the first in terms of living life in the middle and not being at the all or nothing. But I would say that I am not experiencing the extreme swings between the all or nothing that I was experiencing prior to the start of the year. So that's a win for me. The final example is based on what I discovered from Veronica's knowledge of our gut microbiome. I had never heard in my life much of what Veronica had to share about our gut. No idea about the 38 trillion microorganisms residing within us. No idea that consuming 30 plant-based foods a week could shift my microbiome a great deal. And interestingly, or maybe because technology is always listening, I don't know, I ended up stumbling across a documentary called 
You Are What You Eat on Netflix. And this documentary was a study of twins and the impact that our diet has on our bodies. Now, one twin was placed on a plant-based healthy diet, and the other twin was placed on a meat-based healthy diet. And I'm not going to go into all that was covered in this documentary, but I found it enlightening and a rather interesting perspective. Normally, for me, after hearing Veronica's information and then having some strong emotional reactions to what I saw in the documentary, I would have swung way over to one side or the other and just thought, you know what? I need to change everything I'm doing. But what happened instead is I remembered Veronica's statement about it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I slowed myself down and I thought, Julie, what are some small changes that you could make? And the small changes that came out of listening to her and then watching this documentary are to try to consume more vegetables and have some mindfulness around where the animal products come from that we buy. We have all likely heard our entire lives eat more fruits and vegetables. I am personally super good at eating fruits, but not so much the vegetables. And I know that they both come from plants. So obviously you should eat both. But one small shift that I could make was eating more foods that were vegetables and learning how to prepare them in a way that would make me want to eat them. Then I did some research on where the animal-based products that I consume come from. I gleefully learned that the eggs we buy come from a regional company out of Duluth, Minnesota. They're called Locally Laid Eggs, and they are on a mission for the better treatment of chickens and focusing on regenerative practices and wanting the sale of eggs to look different. And that was something that the documentary had addressed. So I was very excited to learn that about our eggs because I really, really love eggs. Then I researched some alternatives to where we buy our meat. And it really brought me to consider a lot of our local sources that we have here. And fortunately, we live in Minnesota, in which there are a ton of farms and small farms that might even be right around you. So with this example, I really slowed down and thought about what I could learn. I slowed down and I thought about what I should be aware of. I slowed down and I thought about the small changes that I could make. So this last example kept me out of the all or nothing space. And honestly, thinking that way really felt good and manageable. Coming back to the original question, is it possible for me to find a way to not experience the all or nothing mindset? My answer is, eh, realistically, probably not. I'm human. I'm imperfect. And I think it's in those moments when we find ourselves in the all or nothing that makes us realize that something needs to change, that something needs to give, something needs your awareness of its existence. So I'm going to choose to appreciate the times when I am living life in the middle, and I will know that the rises and falls, the alls or the nothings of this wandering life that I am living will be there when they must. If you wandered to this point in the episode, thank you for listening to the Wander Mode podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. 
You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Wandermode Co. Reach me by email at julie at wandermode.co. Until next time, wander on.